Welcome everyone to Edge Talk Radio. I am your host, Angela Zabel, that's me, and I am here today with John Frangipini, who is from New York, and hopefully I did his name right, but I cannot guarantee it every time. <laughs> but I am so happy to be here with John today, and I will be going, we are going to be talking about the awakening of a psychic medium. And so, for all those of you who don't know, who am I? I am Angela Zabel. I have connected to spirit and working with my team in the non-physical my entire life. I have been sharing messages from the multitude of realms with all kinds of people around the world. I am a teacher, coach, medium, radio show host, writer, retreat host, gallery reader, speaker, and do offering guidance, mediumship, intuition, and online private and group sessions and classes, sharing knowledge with others and working with people throughout the world. You can find me on pretty much every social media aspect out there. And otherwise, go to my website, AngelaZabel.com, and it'll connect you up to everything. And who are we doing this for today? We are here with Edge Magazine, and Edge Magazine is the leading events and media resource dedicated to all aspects of holistic living, health, and wellness, and the mysteries beyond. Sharing information, wisdom, and resources, committed and promoting businesses, organizations, and individuals who support our collective journey to wholeness and balance. And you can find out more about Edge Magazine. They're also on a lot of the social media aspects. You can go to their website at edgemagazine.net. And today I am here with John Franchipini. And John is an intuitive psychic medium who is blessed that he can embrace this wonderful gift. And he relies on his clairsentience, claircognizance, clairaudience, clairvoyance, and there's more Claire's, so I'll have him explain those. <laughs> Lots of Claire's. Lots of Claire's. <laughs> well, connecting to the other side. And he has been linking up with his, his spirit guides, angels, and ascended masters, and the archangels. He is also overly sensitive to the sitter's feelings and emotions while he delivers messages from their loved ones. John has worked with law enforcement and solved two cold cases as well, and he is part of the Edge Magazine community, authoring articles about spirituality, and also, along with being a guest speaker on numerous times on Making Miracles Happen series, discussing his spiritual awakening, and John is from New York. So today, I am so excited to have John here, and I can't remember everything, so yes, I am using notes. <laughs> That's John, okay. I am excited to have you here today, and this is a lot to unpack, but you have been on your spiritual journey for a while of awakening to that spiritual journey, and I want to welcome you on the show and then ask, how did that journey start for you? Well, thank you, Angela. I appreciate it, and thank you for having me. Um, I know we've worked together, um, and everything Angela said about herself, I concur a hundred times. Oh, thank you. Um, I think... <laughs> You are probably one of the most gifted people I've come across. Absolutely. It's just no doubt. Oh, thank um, you, John. I appreciate yeah, it. Greatly. No, I really mean, you know, it, not only with your gift, it's just um, your kindness and the way you deliver messages, just like really care. It's like a motherly way of, of delivering messages. Well, thank you. I can't take all the credit. I get a lot of information from those on the other side, and they really help me with what the words need to be to help the people in the best way possible. And right. I know that's something for you. You also are very compassionate with people when you're working with people and your heart 
shows and it shines when you're working with people. And that's something I appreciated uh, when I got to know you is just the true heart that's behind you, I think is amazing. And I am excited for people to get to know you and understand you the way I do. Thank you. Well, let's see. So um, (laughs) this all started in March of 2020, right before the pandemic. Um, Growing up as a kid, um, I grew up Catholic. Um, I was an altar boy and um, I've always had a devotion to the church and always had a very good intuition and uh, always had dreams of loved ones um, that had passed. But growing up, I didn't think much of it. Uh, It's like, no, Uncle Joe came to visit last night. All right. Perfect. Good to see him. That was it. Um, I didn't put it all together until um, that one night um, in March. And um, I had just sat down on my couch. I had the TV on and I was above my body the next thing I knew. And uh, I knew I wasn't dreaming because I had just sat down, literally sat down. And I looked down at myself sitting on the couch and and then all of a sudden I just felt the the sense of awareness uh, and my senses just were very alive, uh, different than I've ever experienced. And then the next thing I knew I was, I was traveling through the universe and, and through realms and I could still see myself sitting on the couch. So it was like, it was simultaneously being shown to me. Uh, and, and the next thing I remember I, I was in this beautiful flower garden, um, flowers and colors that I've never seen before, uh, four-dimensional, uh, orange and green and purple and, and what may, whatever other colors they were. And I had a sense of just like, wow, I'm home. I feel very comfortable. And then the next thing I knew, this woman, she must have been in her 20s. She had this big smile and she said, it's nice to finally meet you. And she said, let's walk. So we walked um, on this um, concrete path uh, in between uh, this beautiful flower garden. And there was people everywhere. And I knew them. I, I just knew who they were. Um, and it wasn't people that I knew from my life. It was just... I, I just knew who they were and I can't explain how I just knew. And then the next thing I knew, I saw um, a man uh, from the distance waving me over. And as I got closer, it, it was Jesus. And I knew it was him, but he looked very different than what we're taught in, in Catholic school and the pictures. Um, he did have a beard, um, but his hair was very short. And he had these um, aqua eyes, uh, like when you go to the ocean in the Caribbean, that type of aqua. And uh, he said, have a seat. And I sat on his lap. (laughs) And I said, well, why am I here? And he said, I need to send you back for an important mission. And then the next thing I knew, I was back on my couch. And... It was the middle of the night, whatever time it was. And I was like, well, that was a weird dream. But that was my ego saying that. But my intuition knew that it was something completely different. Completely real. (laughs) Yeah. So 
I booted my laptop up. I started Googling about dreams to heaven and I just, I kind of just like ignored it. And I just went about my business and went to work and I was sitting at my desk the next uh, two days later. And I got this head of this heavy head, like um, similar to when you're getting the flu, yeah. that heavy head where you just need to lay down. Absolutely. And I put my hand on my head and I, and I heard as, as clear as I hear you talking to me, it's time for you to seek a spiritual advisor. And I said to myself, well, what's a spiritual advisor? And you need to connect with your spirit guide. And I said, what's a spirit guide? <laughs> this is no, a big awakening. <laughs> huge. I mean, I didn't even know any of these um, these this terminology when it comes to chakra and spirit guides. And I had no idea what it was. But I always had the interest in the afterlife growing up. Like I knew there was something else. So I Googled it. And there was a spiritual advisor two blocks away from my house. How synchronistic that is. <laughs> I mean, I pass by this building every day, almost like driving my kids back. And I went to see her and I told her what happened. She, uh, we did a meditation. I connected with my spirit guide on the first try. And her name was Gloria. She told me that she was a child during the civil war and that she was the one who greeted me in heaven. Interesting. And when I got in my car, the song Gloria was on the radio. <laughs> that's that's one thing I love about spirit is when you're having doubts, is this really or not? They will make sure to send something where you really can't doubt it too much. <laughs> yes. Especially, I never really listen to my radio. It's either serious or I'll just do my Apple um, shuffle. But it was it, it was a station where it's more like of songs of today. And it's like, why was that song on that station when I get in my car? So now I was like, well, what is going on here? <laughs> it and, definitely um, shake you up a little bit. <laughs> yeah, I was like, am I really losing my mind? <laughs> you know, and that's something I think a lot of people go through when they first yeah. have the, their first awakening like that. Mm -hmm. And it kind of hits you in the face and you're like, what's going on? Is this real? Am I crazy? I think all those go through your head because it's not the normal. It's not what you're used to. It's not what you're told. That's exactly correct. And, and it's like the biggest thing that we, we both know is always trust. And as humans, we always doubt everything. And it's not just with spirituality it could be with anything. And I doubted. I was like, this is just too weird. And and I kind of like pushed it away, but they kept coming at me. And I was just starting to 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 hear voices talking to me. And I mean, my grandmother, who passed before I was born, came to me. Is that the New York, New York one that came that we were talking about just a minute ago? Yes. <laughs> yes. So maybe we should fill the audience. <laughs> Go ahead and we'll fill them up. <laughs> so just before, for the last three days before I had this interview with John, all of a sudden the song New York, New York, just with Frank Sinatra just kept playing over and over and over in my head. I'm like, why am I hearing this song over and over and over? And then as I was doing the things this morning, I'm like, oh, John is from New York. This is for John. <laughs> 
<laughs> so yeah, his grandma is like so excited <laughs> to be yeah. a part of this. And as I was telling Angela that my mom is a huge Sinatra fan and her mom is one of my guides. And she introduced herself. She calls me Johnny. And um, I'm getting chills down my hair on my arms are standing up. So I know she's with me now. And she's a, she's a character. Um, big jokester, big prankster, potty mouth. Um, Absolutely. And, and um, she, I never met her, as I said. She passed way before I was born. She passed at 46 from stomach cancer. And, you know, back in those days, there was no medicine. So she went quickly. And um, I got to know her very quickly and deeply. And she's helped me a lot on my journey. And she's always with me. She always talks to me. She hasn't been around in a while. So I think she's playing around with me, as she always does. Um, she, I just feel from her, she just loves to make the jokes and loves to surprise you. I just keep hearing that's the surprise oh, yeah. you. <laughs> like the one you're least expecting. And poof, she'll pop in and do something. Absolutely. A very big, oh my gosh, like kind of messes with you a little. <laughs> uh, yeah. She's even messed with me on readings um, where I would do a reading and everything would be completely wrong. And and I I just I, I would tell the, the sitter, I'm really sorry. And then all of a sudden I hear giggling in the background. And I was like, I'm sorry, but my grandmother is messing with me. And I just started telling the sitter and she verified everything. But it was yeah. pretty comical. That's what she does to me. But, you know, she, she, she has that grandmother it's very hard to explain it's the spirit guide slash grandmother sometimes she's a guide and sometimes she's my grandmother and I love how you brought that up because a lot of people and actually I've had this discussion not that long ago where they're like well can people that pass be your guides or is it only like angelic beings different realms and it's it's really a combination of both and they do they they flip back and forth between being your guide, being that helper, connecting to the other side, being there for your support, and then just doing the regular family thing of just, you know, like you said, messing with you. So it is, a, it's a, you know, they're really, they've been pushing with me to have people think not in the box anymore and to think bigger. It doesn't have to be one or the other, but it's an and not not my grandmother or my spirit guide but my grandmother and my spirit guide yes yes it's very true and and um i can feel her lots of times just sitting behind me on the couch or sitting next to me or i can just feel her presence when she wants me to uh mm -hmm. it's not all the time but when she does she makes it known that she's appeared I don't know if you know much about her. Was she kind of a little bit of a disciplinarian act when she was alive? And I know you didn't know her, know her, but maybe your mom, yeah. you know. <laughs> what I've heard about her, she was the biggest jokester. But if you pissed her off. Uh, yeah. <laughs> typical Italian grandmother. I wouldn't want to piss this woman off because I'm like, I just feel like she's a, she was a big disciplinarian. She was yes. the disciplinarian to keep people in order. But very much a jokester and having fun. But man, I would not want to make this woman mad. <laughs> yes, that's exactly true. All. Like if she was alive, she was probably like five foot one and I'm six feet. I'd be petrified of her. Yeah, <laughs> I would be too. <laughs> but 
so full of love, so much support and coming in just at the time you needed her to help you on this journey and to help you understand. And that's something I think people should realize is they're there to help us in so many ways, not just one or the other, but the and the guide and the family member. And I think that's so important for people to to remember and to realize and not put people in boxes. <laughs> very true. It's very true. And and once she revealed herself to me, that's when my, my, my journey kind of took off. Um, I, I was, um, I was reading in Facebook groups two months after my awakening. Nice. <laughs> and it was a light switch that went off on me. Um, it felt like I was doing it my whole life. Um, it became um, a part of me. And uh, I used to have to uh, tune in where I would need to turn it on and off. But now it's just part of my soul. Awesome. I don't need to do that part or do a sit and do a meditation first or or, or concentrate. It's I kind of simultaneously see both worlds. And I think that's something for people to realize once you start delving into the other world is you do, you start, it becomes part of your life. It becomes part of the normal. It's not one world or the other anymore, but a combination and stepping back and forth easily. And I think for, I think it's awesome for you to telling this part of it to let people know this is can be an easy transition if you're willing to trust it. And I've got to say, for those of you who work, who have worked with me before, I do have a team on the other side and they are just letting you know, John, that uh, you maybe didn't feel like you've been connecting your whole life, but your intuition, they're just saying has been on fire your whole life and you have followed it very precisely so many times in your life and it has helped you immensely. So they want to know, they just want you to, to recognize that you have been connected your whole life, just in a little different way than this way. Sure. No, that, that makes sense. And um, then um, I was, um, I, I started my own Facebook group. I was told to do that. And I did that. And uh, I had about 11,000 followers. I would do live events weekly. And then I started doing private readings and mentoring and, um, it was a lot. I was being requested quite often because the thing that I always said to myself, and this is the ego talking. And for those of you out there who are just starting your journey, um, you need to put your ego aside. Um, I learned to always say out loud, I'm asking my ego to leave the room. And uh, I said, when am I going to be wrong? I kept saying to myself, this can't be that I'm always spot on. How, how is that possible? And I really was questioning it. Like every time I, I I would do a reading, I would get pretty anxious because what if it was wrong? But it was never wrong. And I'm not talking about just saying um, your grandmother had a heart issue. That isn't how I deliver messages. I want to give four pieces of validations that I wouldn't know. Like, there was a tree in your backyard with a hanging tire that you would that you got hurt on and you broke your arm on those type of things and it's very rewarding to see your sitter get that closure it's like the biggest high in the world just to watch um and 
use you've done them where children have come in and that's very hard for me because i have two children and that's where the ego comes back and i don't want to give a reading as a parent so it's hard there there there's been times where i have just shut it down and you know you bring up a really good point and it's it's trusting yourself and knowing you're not going to get the reading wrong. You're you're going to give the information that's needed. And there's something behind what you're bringing in. And knowing that it is putting your ego aside. And because, like you said, as, as a parent, you sometimes you're like, oh, my gosh, especially with children, it can be very difficult. And And there's been times they've worked with me and it's like, I've asked to see different things that are maybe happening in the world and they show me things and I'm like, okay, now I need a little bit of a break. I've got to process this <laughs> and then I'll be ready to go to the next, the next level of it. And I think that's, that's something important to know that sometimes when you're doing this, when you're doing mediumship, when you're connecting the other side, sometimes you're going to get those messages where they're, man, they can feel like they rip your heart out at times. <laughs> And Absolutely. It is. And, and, you know, so w once I started like really, re really getting into it, um, that's when my other guide revealed herself to me. Um, and it was Mother Mary. Um, and I'm getting chills now as I'm speaking to you because um, I, I don't see them visually. Um, I see them more in my head, but she visually appeared to me in my living room. That's and uh, she was beautiful. She um, she was full body and she had her blue veil on and just this, the brightest smile and love that I've ever experienced. And um, it's pretty funny because she's a bit of a wise ass. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> it, it's, it's so funny that this ascended master, who is one of the most beautiful beings, is very funny. And she's she's messed with me also. <laughs> I, um, love, I love that you brought that up because, you know, working with Jesus and, and with uh, Mother Mary, it's people look at them as kind of putting them on a pedestal. Yeah. Putting them way up there, which is obvious. We've been taught that. But once you start working with them, they have a beautiful presence. I mean, just an amazing, Absolutely. beautiful, loving presence mm -hmm. that, man, you can, you can tell it when they step in the room with you, when they're yes. working with you, you can tell immediately mm -hmm. who they are. Absolutely. But man, they have a sense of humor. They love to joke around. They love to have oh, they fun. Do. <laughs> they do. And it, there was one reading where I was explaining to a, uh, the sitter about Mother Mary and I saw her cross her arms, roll her eyes, and say to me, seriously, John, do you think they care about you? They should want to hear about me. I love and that. I laughed. And the woman was serious. She says, what are you laughing? And I told her. And then she started laughing. <laughs> and then when I was telling her that, Mary was going like that. Like, all right, come on, move on. Yeah. <laughs> so, but yeah, I love, you know, she, she's... I used to connect with her on a daily basis. Not so much as she comes to me when needed and the same with Jesus. Um, he's a little more serious. He will throw something out there once in a while, but more or less, he's just very, he comes, he says, he leaves. Yeah. And 
I, I agree. That's something I've noticed with him too. He comes, he says what he needs to say, mm -hmm. and then he leaves. But he he does give he he does have the the underlying humor, not as much as Mother Mary. <laughs> as Mary yeah, Magdalene, yeah. not as much as her. <laughs> but but uh, but he is he is very much in and out. And have you noticed that he comes in a lot? Maybe when you're working with people who are very religious. He actually did come in um, when I was giving a reading to a Jewish woman. Nice. Um, and I told her that he was here. And she says, well, as you know, we don't believe in Jesus. And and I said, well, due respect, ma'am. I says, I'm not talking here on a religious basis. I'm talking here as an ascended master. Absolutely. I said, um, I said, whether it's Jesus or Moses or Buddha, who, whoever it is, I said, he was a real person and he was a rabbi and he was Jewish and, and he's coming to me to give you this message. Once I explained that to her, she understood it. I love that. And that, I think that's the thing too is, and that's something. So when we, when I started getting this interview together, one of the things that came through is Jesus wanted to be talked about. <laughs> so <laughs> I, so it was interesting and it's like, Oh, Okay. But it, it's really interesting that it doesn't matter the religion. Right. He comes through no matter what. It's the people who believe there is something more than themselves. And that's the key to it all. The religion doesn't matter. And no. I think that's something you've been discovering too, which when I started, I wouldn't have thought that. I, you know, until you start working with them, you have no idea. And I'm like, oh, this is different. <laughs> it is. It is because we, we both know on the other side, there's no Christian section. There's no Jewish section. It, it doesn't work that way. It's one big happy place. Absolutely. So and I think this overlaid, overrated religion stuff that people fight about. And it, it's just a waste of time. Absolutely. There's no division on the other side. There's no caring about what you are. If you want to declare a religion, they don't care. Exactly. All, all they care about is your heart and how, who you are. That's it. That's, That's it. very true. That's very true. And, and, you know, as my journey continued, um, it really changed when during the night, um, actually, no, when I came home from work, my son was on the couch and I had just sat on the couch and Jesus appeared on the wall and said to me, are you ready for your next step? And I went with him and he took me to the seventh realm of heaven. Amazing. And, and it's, you know, most, a lot of people who don't understand this would think that we're insane. But well, this is our world though. <laughs> this is our world. We get it. But I was standing in the presence of God, the archangels, ascended, I mean, everyone. And Jesus, and, and as you can see, my hair and my arms are standing up because it's it's kind of emotional in a way. And it's like, he Jesus told me, your readings will come from here. And they will never be wrong. And Mary said, you're here to change the world. And that's a lot of pressure. And that's a lot, that's very overwhelming to hear. Absolutely. That's a huge message to hear. It is. Um, they showed me uh, visions of the future, being successful of whatever I was doing. And uh, it was kind of overwhelming. And I, I told them, I don't want to see this. I don't want to see any of it. Um, but then when I he brought me back, it, it was just different. It was a huge shift. And I've realized a lot from that, from that 
journey? You know, and I think that's something, you know, we talk about, like, this is the world we, you know, you and I live in at this time. And there's more other people out there who are also living in this world where you're connecting to both sides. But I think there's a lot of people also out there who have had different experiences with the different realms, with the, with Jesus, with the ascended masters, with all the other realms that are there, the angelic realms but are a lot of times afraid to say anything because people will look at you like you're crazy. <laughs> and, and I do believe, and I know that is changing. Yes. That's changing. And I, I do believe you and I both, and along with many others are here to help bring the normalcy to this, all that's around us to all that's as we call it, the other side, which is really all around us. It's really bringing the normalcy and letting people know you're not crazy. You're just discovering who you really are on a soul level. And I think that's so important for people to realize you're just something more than human. It is. And it changes your life. I mean, I'm not the same person I was three and a half years ago. Um, I just look at things so much different. Um, Somebody cuts me off on the highway. I don't do anything anymore. It's I'll laugh with my kids about it. Exactly. It's just <laughs> there's so much more to life than getting mad at someone cutting you off. Um, and it's helping people, helping an elderly person, helping a pregnant woman, helping carry a, uh, a baby carriage up the stairs, you know, whatever it might be, whatever to, to help somebody. Because at the end of the day, when you review your day and you say, what one good thing happened today? Well, I helped that old lady across the street. Absolutely. It doesn't have to be spiritual. I love that. I love what you just said, because so Mm -hmm. many people think if you're going to go on a spiritual awakening and journey, you have to do everything spiritual. It's not. It's, It's being that human that cares about the other humans around you, regardless of race creed color religion it uh, sexuality it doesn't matter doesn't matter it's just being a human and being compassionate and loving to other people yes yes it's so key and once people start doing that more and more it's catchy (laughs) it is and and it's just being positive about who you are and positive about you i mean uh, negativity and toxic just don't work around me anymore um i get physically sick and um I've eliminated a lot of toxic people from my life just for that reason. And it's not personal. It's just, I need to protect my energy now. And that's something I think a lot of people don't realize is once you start awakening to who you are on that soul level, you are going to be letting people go in your life and not out of any malice or, you know, you hate them or anything like that. It's, it's more of respecting where they are and respecting where you are that you just it doesn't line up with you anymore correct it doesn't That's line a really up a great way of putting it it is and, then, and, and when you're positive you draw positive positive people positive things happen good things happen absolutely and we've been talking like this is an easy journey but i think you and i will both agree it sounds easy just letting people go and moving out of your life but there's a lot behind that of moving through the people in your life and and releasing people in your life. And I I like to say that when you're when you have someone you're going to be releasing for your life, whether it be a family member, a spouse, a, even sometimes children, or 
this is knowing to, for me, I like to look at it as deal with it just like it's a death. Take the time to grieve the loss of the relationship you wanted to have. It's very true. And, and the biggest thing that I would tell someone that is starting this journey is healing. You need to heal before you dive into this. Um, because if you don't heal, you will never be a successful medium. That is true. It, it is definitely a healing process. And I don't know about you, but for me, I'm sure you have too, is the messages coming through when you're working with other people, helping them, you're also getting messages for yourself on your mm -hmm. healing journey at the same time. That's exactly right. And that's something I think important as we go forward is we don't have to have all the answers, but we do have to have the open heart and the willingness to heal along the way. Because I'm guessing you had the same thing where you didn't even know things. There was parts of you you didn't even know needed to be healed right. until you went through it. And it's like, oh, wow. <laughs> It is because your traumas come back to you and then you start reflecting and a reading that you just did for someone, you gave them closure, but now you're giving yourself closure too. And, you know, it could have been anything that you, that you um, told the person, whether they had an alcoholic father or they were abused or, or, or whatever it might be. Some of those traumas will come back to you. And that's a part of how you found that person to help them, but they also helped you. Absolutely. It is definitely, it is definitely everything connected in all forms because you don't even know what needs to be healed within yourself until someone books a session, books a reading, and then you're like, oh, I needed to take care of that too. <laughs> right. Exactly. Exactly. So definitely be willing to be open with this. It's not, I like to say, it's not for the faint of heart, but if you're willing, it is so worth the outcome and so worth how much better you feel. And I know, John, for you, it, it's been a journey of discovering more of who you are and moving through that and, and really finding your self-worth and your love for yourself. That's true. If you don't love yourself, who else is going to love you? Absolutely. Absolutely. And that mm. feeling of self-worth and love for yourself, I think that's almost an epidemic <laughs> of people not having the self-worth in themselves and not having the love for themselves and, and feeling beaten down. So working with those on the other side and working with yourself, it has so many beautiful connotations to your growth and how you feel. Very true. And uh, I just look back now and I'm blessed. Um, I'm just blessed to have this. And um, I just want to help people. That's all and I want to do. Do you feel like you're not even the same person anymore? From oh, completely. Two years ago? Completely. My personality is still the same, um, as you know, my humor. Um <laughs> I love your humor. <laughs> we'll keep it G on our interview here. But but um, as far as like that part of me, yeah, that's still there. I'm still outgoing. I'm still, you know, very funny. And um, but some of the things that I used to like, I don't anymore. Um, like I used to watch, I was a sports fanatic. I watched everything. And now 
I'll turn on a baseball game, see the score and turn away. I'm, it's just, it's very hard for me to concentrate on simple things like watching a movie. I'm a huge movie fan, but if I put a movie on five minutes later, I'm like, uh, I'm not into this or it, it's just anything. It definitely changes you. And, mm-hmm. you know, even some likes and dislikes, you'll yeah. just, you'll start moving, gravitating towards something else. But I think that's really all part of the, the learning journey too. And, and being open to change. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think I, some... I, yeah. I was going to say like, you know, if it's a nice day, I'll just go down the street to the park and I'll sit there with my headphones in and I'll either meditate or I'll just close my eyes and take in nature. And it's very, it's very calming and relaxing. Um, And the same with the ocean. I mean, I don't get there as much as I used to, but I love just sitting on the boardwalk on a bench and just listening to the waves. That is really, really soul enhancing to yourself and healing Mm -hmm. to your soul to listen to that. And if you can't be by an ocean, which I'm not, (laughs) which I admire the fact that you are. (laughs) There's no water by you. (laughs) I got water, but no ocean. (laughs) But it, it's, you can still visualize yourself there. You can sure. still put on a YouTube video and listen to it and, and do it that way. And that's something with you, you've worked with different, we talked about the Claire's. So can you explain a little bit about the Claire's when we talked about Claire's, how to connect to those on the other side and connect just in general? Sure. So when, 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 like I said, my whole life, my intuition was very strong. So my clairsentience was always there. I just never knew it. Uh, I, you know, I currently work in aviation and customer service, and I've been doing this 20 plus years and I always can read customers. I always was very good with talking to customers and, and reading. Are they upset? Are they friendly? Do they want to be bothered? Do they want to joke around? I can pick that up in two, two seconds of meeting somebody. Um, so it's really helped me in my career as well. And, um, when this journey started, it was more of just my intuition. My my class sentience was the strongest. I just knew it was the sense of knowing something. Right. Um, whether it would be, oh, this is going to happen, or yep, I'm going to get the job, or nope, uh, this isn't going to happen, or just knowing somebody was there, or just a sense of knowing something was happening now, or the past, present, or future. And uh as I told tell people when I do mentoring is once you discover Claire, the other ones just start building on each other. Absolutely. Uh, and then the next thing I knew, my Claire, um, my Claire, um, my clairvoyance came through where I was starting to see them in my head. They would show me their descriptions. Uh, they were female. They were old. They were young, uh, skinny, heavy, whatever it might be. And when I would do readings, uh, for example, you know, your grandmother's here with me. She's about five feet tall, white hair, and she has a cane in her hand. And the sitter might validate that or she might say, no, that was my aunt. Because, as you know, and, and for people starting out, when you're doing a reading and a person wants their mother to come through, you may think it's their mother. But all of a sudden, their mother is there, but now the, the uh, grandmother's there as well. Absolutely. And, mul- and, and I bring in multiple spirits all the time. And, and sometimes sitters don't understand that. Um, you know, you didn't bring my mother in. I say, but all due respect, I brought five of your family members through. I mean, it just wasn't the right time for mom to come through. Right. And we don't have control who who, who comes through. 
uh, it may not just be the right time. But I started seeing them in my head. Then my Claire audience started building. And I started hearing them. And I started hearing them in my voice. Hmm. And then as I developed, I started hearing the voice changes. Nice. I would hear a British accent or I would hear someone speaking in another language. And I did this one reading for this woman and it was her father and he was speaking in Arabic. And she said, well, my father didn't speak English. Do you speak Arabic? I said, I, I actually don't. I said, but what I'm hearing in Arabic is I'm translating it to you as I'm giving you the message. And I noticed that happened a lot. I love how that happens. And, and it's amazing. It, it's amazing to me, too, when they they don't speak English, they speak another language. Mm -hmm. And you know they're speaking another language. You can kind of pinpoint where it's coming from, you know, what part of the world doing all that. But yet you can still relay the messages because the languages we have are for us. The heart language, that soul language, that's universal. That's very true. It's very true. And it's fascinating because when the reading was over, I couldn't tell you one Arabic word. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I had no idea, but it, it, it happens. And, and, and it's very, it's just an amazing thing how like your, 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 your soul translates it. It's not like you learn in, in school. Uh, <laughs> it's just, I, I it, it's very hard to explain. I know you understand it, but um. It's like having a conversation with someone talking in one language and you're answering in English. It's almost like you have the translator in between you yeah. and it's just, it's, it's seamless. It really is. It's seamless. It is. And it it's is. like, it's amazing to experience and it, and it is really seamless. There's like no, there's no spots in between. It's just a seamless conversation, but yet, after you're done, you have no idea how to speak that language. No, <laughs> exactly. So it's it, it's so all these clairs they just started building and building on each other, and they just skyrocketed it. And and when readings, when I do a reading or I'm receiving a message, my clairs will all work simultaneously together. I'm gonna see, hear, feel, and know. Absolutely. And um, that's what makes the readings kind of spot on because I'm hearing the voice, I'm giving the description and I'm knowing that, yeah, this woman was in a wheelchair or yes, yeah, she had diabetes or, you know, whatever it might be. So it's very rewarding when that happens. Absolutely. And I, I keep hearing from them again, it's remembering not to put yourself in a box, not to go with just one Claire or the other Claire, but to combine everything and to add in your own unique abilities because sure. Each and every person, I mean, none of us read the same. None of us connect the same. We all do it in our own unique way. And because of that, and because of who we are and our experiences in life, we're going to pick up on different aspects of that person. And I think that's something for people to realize. Because of everyone's uniqueness, you're going to pick up on different unique parts of the people you're bringing through. Yeah, and, and, you know, there's something I, I, I can share because um, the last couple of months, I kind of just like took a break from doing all of this, just, you know, to recharge and all that. And um, I had uh, an aunt who, who was very close to me and um, she had cancer and my mom told me, oh, Aunt Nancy's not doing well. And I heard 17. 
And that was the first time I heard them in a couple of months. So I was like, okay. And I told my mom, I said, she's going to pass on May 17th. Mm. And she did. And um, when I was talking to her daughters, my cousins, uh, on her deathbed, I said, um, you know, her, her parents are, are to her left, right near the oxygen machine. And my cousin said, John, I just put a picture of her parents there. Love that. Love that. And then I saw her husband, my uncle Joe, at the foot of her bed with a hammer and a level in his hand because he was um, a contractor. And she said that her mom kept saying, Joe, Joe. And she was pointing to the end of her bed. Nice. So I was able to, in a way, see a future thing happening. And then when she passed um, and I went to the um, to the wake, I was standing at her coffin and I was shaking like I had Parkinson's. Oh. People were looking at me like, <laughs> you know, what's up with this guy? And it, it was like, you know, my hands were like this. And I felt my aunt come into my body. And for those of you who are not understanding what that means, if you remember the, the movie Ghost, when Patrick Swayze went into Whoopi Goldberg. My aunt did the same thing. And I was shaking and I felt her within me. And the night I came home, I was, I parked my car and across the street, there was a porch light and I took a picture of it. I don't know why. And there was a, an outline of my aunt. Awesome. And I have that picture. I'll send it to you. I definitely want to see that. <laughs> I love that. So I kind of feel since she passed in May that my my um, gift has just multiplied. Got another team member. Yeah, that's exactly right. <laughs> yeah. And uh, I recently actually did a whole family reading with all my cousins, her daughters and the grandkids. And uh, I went just one to another giving messages. That's awesome. Yeah. So uh, that was very personal to me. You know, and that's the thing that I think people don't realize that readings and mediumship is, and being able to see the other side, it's very healing and very understanding their world. And sometimes they let you know that when they're going to pass, which your aunt did. Mm -hmm. And sometimes it's there to let you know, to be prepared for it. And for maybe other members to be prepared and not scared of what's to come and to be open to it. And for you to be there and experience that with her and to share with the other members in the room what was happening. I think that's so helpful. It and, was. and to be able to share that with others, you know, it comes from the heart. They wouldn't be showing it to you if they didn't want to share it with the others in the room you know, and so I love the fact that they're always there sharing that heart with them and, and how mm -hmm. she's now part of your team, taking yes. you to the next, the more learning that I love. They're always teaching, always teaching that never so ends. True. <laughs> it's so true. And, and, you know, one thing I wanted to add, as I told you before we started is um, I just recently uh, have a, got a puppy, a little French bulldog named Rocky. And um, it's the cutest thing in the world, but kind of the last few days I've connected with his soul and I've never connected with animals ever, but I just feel him talking to me. 
saying how meant he was. And um, it's pretty wild. I think that's something people don't realize is when you mentioned before, helping your intuition, getting into this and, and following your intuition to help with your job, to yes. help with what you do every day. This is everyday stuff. This isn't like, you know, only use it once in a while. This is everyday yeah. stuff. And for people who have pets and and, and bigger animals too, because there's the horses, I've, I've connected with different horses in that too, and it's always so fun. <clears throat> but it's knowing we're here, we can all communicate, just like the person in the other, with the other language, it's a language you don't understand, you can do the same with the animals and your pets around you. It's just a different language, but you can still understand it. It's the heart being open. Mm -hmm. It's very true. And um, like you said, it's your everyday living. I mean, driving on the highway, do you go left or do you go right? Maybe you just avoided an accident, or maybe you avoided sitting in traffic for three hours. Absolutely. It doesn't have to be connecting with the other side. It's just your daily intuition, like you said, with my job or or my children or, or whatever it might be. Absolutely. And a lot of times the animals that come into our lives at the time, because you were telling a funny, not a funny story, but an interesting story with synchronicities mm -hmm. of how you even got your aunt, your, your Rocky, mm -hmm. <laughs> your, the Rocky. Yeah. He's got a good personality. Yes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but mm -hmm. it's it's following that intuitiveness, and the, and they come into our lives to be part of that team that's here for us. Yep. Just in the physical, they don't all have to be members of the past. It's very everything true. around us. It's very true, and and you know I've heard, and I don't know, and he, it goes back to even doing this so long that you still question. Um, as humans, like, who is Rocky? Who is Rocky's soul? Is he somebody that reincarnated as him? I don't know. I kind of felt that a couple of times, but I wasn't sure. I guess I will find out in time, but there is something more to just connecting with his soul. Absolutely. It's another learning curve of what's to come because, and that's something I found is, is souls we look at as just human. Instead of souls also being animals too, it's it's the combination of, and I keep hearing the and, not the or. Don't yes. put everything in a box. And it's a great time to explore. And you're going to have a great time exploring with Rocky with everything. He's going to be teaching you quite a bit going forward. <laughs> he already has. Yeah, he's already told me how it feels to not have him next to me, not follow me and not lay in bed with me. <laughs> nice. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. Um, but, um, you know, for all the people that just, just starting out, believe in yourself, never let anyone talk, tell you that you can't do this because you're chosen. And if you're being chosen, you can do this. Um, the biggest thing is patience. You must, must have patience. This doesn't happen overnight. You won't be the Long Island medium next week. <laughs> that is very true to have the patience with yourself because you have to build that trust. It's you're building the trust and the trust in yourself and trusting who you are, trusting those on the other side, tr trusting what you're getting. It, it's a trust. The whole thing is a trust thing. It is. 
it, it really is so much trust. And I think that's something, and, and I still like, something will come through and I'm like, are you serious? Really? Right. Yeah. <laughs> like, exactly. I'm like, okay. <laughs> it's true because, you know, and, and, you know, we all have stories and, and this one story, it, it, you know, when you say, are you serious? It was mother's day a couple of years ago. It was my two kids and my mom were sitting in the restaurant and this woman is sitting next to me and I'm like, who is this? She wouldn't, she wouldn't leave my side. And then I was drawn to the next table where it was this couple that were eating and she goes, go talk to my daughter now. What are you waiting for? And I, I was like, I've never done something like this. Just go up to a complete stranger because they probably would put a straitjacket on you. Right. <laughs> so I ignored it. I ignored it. She wouldn't leave my side. She was really getting annoying at, to a point where I couldn't eat because she would get in my face and prevent me from like taking a bite. <laughs> so I knew, and you know, they will do whatever it takes and it's not being facetious. It's not trying to scare you. They just will do whatever it takes to get that message that you need to do this. Yeah. I said, okay, I'm going to do this. Pay the check, ready to go. I told everyone, I was like, here's the keys, go open the car. I'll meet you there in a minute. And my dad said, why, what are you doing? He says, are you going to talk to that lady? My mouth almost dropped. And I was like, what are you talking about, Michael? He's like, I know you're going to talk to that lady. I said, about what? About the woman that's with you. And I was like, <laughs> I, I was blown away because, you know, my son has some of this intuition too. And that was my confirmation. So they were eating and I went over to her and I kneeled down. I said, look, man, I'm, I'm really sorry to disturb your dinner. I said, look, I'm not crazy. I said, but... I have your mother with me. I'm a medium and she's been with me the whole time. She looked at me and her eyes started filling. Yeah. She goes, she touched my wrist. You're not crazy. And when I she touched my wrist, I said, your mom wants to thank you for taking care of her when she had Alzheimer's. She, she started bowling. She said, how did you know that? I said, your mom has been having dinner with my family and me for the last hour. <laughs> I said, she would not get out of my face. She said, my mom was a close talker. <laughs> I love that. I said, so then I made her laugh. I said, oh, like the Seinfeld episode, right? And <laughs> she goes, well, I don't watch Seinfeld. So I was explaining the episode. She goes, yeah, that was her. I said, she was getting annoying, I have to say. She goes, that's mom. <laughs> I said, but she wants you to know that she appreciates everything you, you did for her and that she is always with you. She thanked me. She said, God bless you. And my son was there the whole time. And um, all he said was, she loves you. That made her cry even more. <laughs> awesome. But that opened up. We talk about giving someone that message of closure but that opened up something for me now because being an empath, now I can feel and hear people's energies, what they're talking about going into stop and shop and waiting on a line. I can hear what's going on around me. Oh, this couple just had a fight. They're getting divorced. Oh, this one just lost her job or, and oh, yeah. sometimes <laughs> it's, it's not that it's comical, but sometimes there could be funny things going on. And I'm just sitting there and sometimes I will just wait online and I start laughing. And 
so be it. People look at you, but it's what it is. But that was the only time I went up to a stranger. But I feel like that kind of changed um, my journey in a way to hear more. And, you know, one of the things, and that's one thing that call, they called me out in that way where it, people didn't know what I did. And and they kind of called me out and, and had me approach them and talk to them the same thing. I wouldn't do that now. But at, at that point, it was your your guides, your helpers, those on the other side, choosing someone that they knew would be open to it to have you start trusting yourself on that next step of the journey. So, and I, I do believe that they do that in a way that is, that pushes you to trust yourself. And I know like, I'm like now you probably wouldn't go up to someone no matter what you heard really and and talk to them. <laughs> probably not. Yeah. <laughs> and but I've regretted it sometimes because I was in church on Christmas Day and I saw a, a woman's mother sitting next to her in the pew, but I didn't go up to her. I just didn't feel it was the right time. Yeah. Um, and if it is going to be the right time, I will see that woman again in church. And she was an elderly woman. She probably was in her seventies or something. And and it was Christmas. I'm not going to just go up to in in the in the church and and say that. Um. So, but yeah, it, it happens all the time. And that's really something to use your intuition for your discretion too, to know because sometimes they're going to be showing you things because as you start learning, you're going to see and hear and experience a lot of things. That is for you, for your learning, not to go up to someone, but to just trust yourself. Like, this is for me to understand, to know there's someone with them and to see that person or mm -hmm. it, it's your learning. And that's, that's one thing I ask, you know, it's like, is this for me or for them? And it's like, it's for me. And I'm like, okay. And I always say, if you want them to talk to me, or if you've got to like, I get people now where they come in like, you need to talk to this person. It's like, well, I don't know that person. So, right. so I, I tell them, you find a way for that person to find me. And then exactly. that's when you hear all the really cool stories of how people found you. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, I saw your picture on Facebook and um, you looked interesting and I clicked on it and read about you and I booked a reading. Yep, exactly. Mm -hmm. so exactly. They'll work with you to get the people to you that need to. You don't have to seek them out. They'll find you. And to know that so much, a lot of it is teaching because we're all going to, I mean, I look at it as I'm going to learn till the day I die, till the day yes, I pass. Absolutely. And I know you will too. And yes. it's like, so you're always going to learn. So they're going to have to show you something. <laughs> it's very true. It's very true. And, you know, there's times where I will just say, okay, let's play guys. What do you want to do? when I can't find my keys or my cell phone is not on the table. And, you know, this sounds crazy, but yesterday my coffee mug disappeared with my coffee in it. <laughs> and my kids are looking at me like I'm really crazy. And I was like, Michael, I had it on the kitchen counter where he's like, dad, I don't know. I searched everywhere in my high. Can I find this mug? <laughs> and I'm like, seriously uh, you know I was like guys really w what are you doing w what's the whole purpose of this coffee mug that you're hiding on me right I'm sure it'll appear like in a week or so somewhere like in my closet or something you know <laughs> but 
they do that. And, and, and I'll say to them, all right, let's play. What do you want to do? And that's it to be open. And they like to have fun. They really they do. do. On the other side, they like to have fun. They like to mess things up a little bit sometimes. And oh, yeah. Get exactly. You, get you out of your funk and, and make you make you laugh when you need it. Sometimes when we get all get a little bit too serious. Oh, yeah. Especially at three in the morning. Yeah. <laughs> There's no other time to do that, but three in the morning. Absolutely. That that three, four o'clock, that's an awesome time to have a have them want to work with you. I'm like, seriously, guys, my alarm's going off in two hours. You couldn't just wait. Yeah. <laughs> um, but you know, it's it's I call them my spirit friends, and um I know they have my back, I know they're there, I'm very protected. Uh people have asked me, Oh, do you feel like negative energies and, and evil spirits? I was like, No, I don't, and I don't concern because I'm very protected by Mary Jesus and Archangel Michael. I said, so no one can get to me. I said, it's impossible. I love that. And that's, you know, that's the other thing is people are fearful to connect with the other side. And when, when you put, when you trust and you, you put that out there that I've got these people watching my back, mm -hmm. you do have nothing to worry about. You're not going to experience any of that. It's just not going to be there. It's very true. I agree. Um, it's the most incredible thing you will ever do in your life to those of you who are just starting or realizing um that ear ringing that you're getting or that heavy head that you're getting that is spirit talking to you pay attention to it because when i uh first started i went to an ent specialist because i thought i had a hearing problem i hear that a lot <laughs> and he said you're perfectly fine and i was like well what is this ringing going on so, you know, I always joke with people, they should have an ENT that's a medium because it would be a lot easier to just give up. No, I think you're having a spiritual journey. That's my diagnosis. <laughs> that would be a really good. We should look for one that does that. <laughs> I know. I should go to medical school and do that, right? Absolutely. Because, yeah. you know, there is, you're going to experience physical aspects in your body and you're going to like, yes. is there something wrong with me physically? And then discover, oh, it's just part of them reaching you getting your getting your attention <laughs> any way they can mm -hmm. yeah they uh they made me spend a lot of money on medical bills because then <laughs> i had a neck problem where i couldn't turn my neck and i thought i had a disc issue so here i am going to chiropractors and back specialists and tests and everything was normal i'm like what's going on and i could just picture them laughing on the other side that i'm wasting my time doing all these medical tests when there was nothing wrong with me and they just wanted to talk. <laughs> That's all. They wanted to talk. So everyone out there, don't go to the doctor. It's a spiritual awakening, probably. <laughs> Use your intuition and see which yes. one it is. <laughs> exactly. Don't waste your time with the ENT. Especially when you put that thing up your nose. and Oh, oh that wouldn't be good. <laughs> no. So. so you talked about reaching your spirit guides, the angels, mm -hmm. the archangels, and ascended masters. What is your method of doing that? How... Can you give like people an idea if they're like, I would like to teach them. Is there anything you can kind of suggest to the people? Well, I mean, they're always all around us. It's, it's just how, how um, your frequency and your vibration is. Um, they're always talking to everyone, but most people cannot hear them or see them or feel them. Um, I just call on them and they come right to me. Um, just as like they're sitting in my living room and I'm in my dining room. Mary, can you got a second? <laughs> you know, I love that. And um, you know, she'll come through or she will not come through on purpose. 
but she will know if I really need her. Um, and I just ask them to come through and ask them to help, whether it be with a reading or something for myself or to confirm something. And uh, they they always are there. They never disappoint me by coming through. Um, I just will call on them. Um, I love that. Like that. Just like that. To make it not difficult, not hard, just like I look at it as if you've got a best friend, you'd call him up and say, hey, I've got this exciting right. thing or I got this right. or I want to talk. Yes, it's, exactly it. it's a hotline to the other side. Absolutely. Not making it hard, not making it difficult. Just no. want to communicate. No. Hey, come on in. Yeah, exactly. And and it's sometimes it's very rewarding when, you, when you're just sitting there having a conversation with them. It's um, it's to me, it's a norm. It's um, Mary used to commute to me with to work every day. I mean, she would sit in the front seat and uh, I would blast. I blasting the radio and, and <laughs> blasting Metallica or something. And then Mary's sitting next to me and I'm like, oh, my God, look at this scenario. And then I would turn the music down. She'd be like, no, it's OK. I, you know, I love that they're they're more as we consider normal than you may think. Yes. <laughs> they really are. And yeah. and and they they love to spend time with us they as do. we are and yes. not trying to make ourselves something different because we think their expectations are different for us. They're not. It's they're they're not. And you know, they're regular people when you talk to them. Absolutely. They are, it's not the son of God. It's not the blessed mother. It's not, like we said earlier, religious. It's they're coming to you to be there for you as a friend. And mm -hmm. that's the most rewarding thing is that you have a relationship with them. Um, I'm not asking the blessed mother to come in. I'm asking my friend Mary to come in. She's the blessed mother when I need her to be. Absolutely. Just like the grandmother can be the grandmother mm -hmm. or the guide for you. Exactly. And I just heard, yes, Johnny. <laughs> Listen to her. She's smart. That's what she said. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> She's so funny. <laughs> I'm sorry, Angela, but I will make the jokes here. Thank you. You see, that's what I'm talking about. Right? Oh, and absolutely. Then just disappear. Yep. That's it. She had to make her presence known, tease you a little bit, confirm to me, and now she's gone. And, you know, I think that's something people don't understand is they don't have to come here and spend, you know, the whole day with you. No, no, it no. Can, it can be just a, just a few moments and just like, hey, we're here, make you laugh, and, and then off they go again. Yeah. It's and, and to be okay with that, just like the friend might send you something funny, you know, just to make you laugh, and, and that's all Same you thing. need. <laughs> they may know that you need it, that you're having a bad day or you're stressed about your job or, or finances or our everyday living. Um, and they come in to tell you that it's all right. We're here to make you laugh. And you feel that calming afterwards. Absolutely. Uh, and when I need that calming, if anxiety runs high or, or um, I call on them and that's when grandma is a grandma and Mary is the Blessed Mother. Absolutely. I love how you put that so people can understand that they switch roles and they're there with what you need at the moment. That's and exactly you never right. have to worry about 
who is coming, what they, what role they need to be. Just ask them to be there. They know what's needed. They exactly do. And, and, and there's times where they can be both. They can switch back and forth from spirit guide to grandma. Absolutely. All in the same conversation in the same meeting with them. Yes. And I keep hearing the, and not the, or (laughs) it's true. And I never knew that until the last month or two. And I, it's something it's, it's been coming up more and more to show people and to come up in readings to show people. And I think in, in general, they're making themselves known, like we're more than just one thing. So yes. much more. Yes. So much more. Yes. They want a, per- they want a relationship with us. They want them they want us to know their personalities. They, they're not here to scare us. They're here to help us. Absolutely. I know it can be scary hearing things or feeling things. And yes, it's going to happen to everyone that first starts this. Don't be scared. Don't be scared. They're trying to get your attention. Absolutely. And they will, a lot of times, if you, if they're feeling that scared from you, that fear within you, they'll come in, they'll do some stuff and then they'll kind of back off for a little bit. So don't think you lost them. It's that they're letting you adjust. So when they come in again, that fear level is down. It's all about just getting you adjusted to them. They're, they're ready anytime. (laughs) Oh yeah. They, they have all the time in the world. Yeah. (laughs) I love that. So one of the things is you've worked on cold cases too. And emotionally, how is that working on a cold case for you? It was, um, it wasn't something that um, I searched for. It it was actually two posts when I had my, when I was in my group of uh, one of the, somebody just put a post that there was this missing woman and um, in Connecticut and um, she hadn't been seen for so long. And I was kind of drawn to it. So I I reached out to the person and it was the sister on, uh, I said, look, do you know the last known address? She gave me the address. I put up Google Maps and I looked at the map and I was pulled to a certain location. So I said, um, do you happen to know if the highway at exit 10, we'll say, um, was checked, was searched? She said, I'm not sure. I don't think so. Um, So she called the police. They called me. I told them. And uh, they found her body a hundred yards away. That's awesome. Awesome and, for closure to a family. And I got a phone call from the sister. She asked what my phone number was and um, thanked me um, for um, giving them closure. Um, because at the time, I think she was gone. I want to say four months, five months. And, uh, you know, that, that was so rewarding to me that, a, 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 a family was able to bury their loved one and get the closure. And I think that's, that's something people don't realize is that the cold cases, it's not, you know, I think the ability to help a family yes. get that closure to find their loved ones, to give mm-hmm. them a proper resting area. Cause a lot of times you're not working, usually not working with someone who is still here physically yes. and to go in knowing that. That's exactly right. And 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 the second one was uh, kind of similar. And um, this was in San Antonio. 
and uh, there was a woman, same thing. And I said, what was her last known address? Um, she went, um, she used to jog at this park. And I said, um, I said, the only thing I can, and she gave me the park's name. I looked, I mean, it was a huge park in Texas and I was pulled to one area. And I said, is there a spot when you enter with your car where there are a lot of benches? And I said, a basketball court. She said, there's a baseball field. I said, okay, B, you know, basketball, baseball. Right. And I said, um, there's something about those benches. And I said, I see a, a, um, a Volkswagen that's brownish pulling up. And she said that was the guy she was seeing used to drive a brown car. Uh -huh. And she wasn't sure if it was a Volkswagen, but I knew it was a Volkswagen because you can tell what a Volkswagen looks up. Because remember right. in the day, punch buggy. Right yeah. <laughs> they're very, they're very unique. <laughs> exactly. So I said, and then I said to the woman, I said, can you show me what happened? She got in the car and they drove off and she was found about two miles from that park. Mm -hmm. Then she showed me the boyfriend and I gave a description to the police. And I goatee, tall, uh, a tattoo on his left uh, forearm and he confessed. Nice. Uh, they said they would keep it very confidential. I said, look, I do not want my name out there. Right. Um, I said, I'm John from New York. That's all I am. And they never saw me. They never had my phone number, nothing. I said, I don't want to be involved in this. Um, but knowing that she was found is all I care about. And that's the other part of it, I think, that people don't realize is, you know, keeping your own anonymity on your end when you're working on cold cases because you mm -hmm. never know how the people are that sure. you may work with that or that may be be convicted of something you just want to mm -hmm. kind of stay out of that a little bit but I think it's awesome that you were helping to bring the closure to two different families and to have kind of an ending on one of them I think yeah. is something so important and for people to realize this is something, it helps in so many different ways. In an everyday matter, it can help on a personal matter. It can help in people you've never met. But it's, and not everyone has to do cold cases, but it's something that may come up for some people as they start on this, on their journey too. Yeah, it, it may find you. And um, it found me. Um, I worked on a couple of other ones that, you know, weren't successful, um, but it's just part of the growing. Um, but it was, it, it's one of the biggest things that I've done in, in my journey was that was a lot different than just giving a reading to someone who's passed. This is actually finding a physical body to give closure. Absolutely. Totally different way yeah. of working with things. And, and, you know, it's all part of our growing part of our understanding and, um, that's one thing I was involved in a few myself and it, it's, it's really a learning process, mm -hmm. a learning and understanding and, and them showing them their world and all the different ways you can work with them. So I think so it's amazing. True. Amazing. 
Well, John, I just want to thank you so much. This has been an absolute pleasure working with you today and doing this interview. I was excited to do this one and I'm glad. I think there's a lot of great information in here for people, uh, for people who have been working in it for a while and people who are just starting. I think there's it covers everything. So I just want to thank you so much for your time today. I appreciate it greatly. And how can, is there a way people can reach you or, and I know we're going to put some links in the bottom also. So the links will be in here. Mm -hmm. And did you want to just do it that way or any other way? Yeah. um, You know, we can, uh, my email, um, you can reach me on, on Facebook um, and, um, I don't, my website, uh, I don't have it up at the moment. I'm just doing some maintenance on it, but that's the best way to get in touch with me. Um, I also, um, have a very small group on meetup where I just do practice circles, uh, for those of you who are starting, um, any level, whether you're a beginner or, or, or an expert or an advanced, whatever it might be, um, no one's better than another. We're all this, we're all the same. So um, it's a safe place where there's no judgment. And um, it, it's great doing the practice circles because it helps each one of us and it gives each other's closure as well. I love that. And I I encourage people to reach out to John because he has a, he has a really beautiful heart on him and he really helps people and is there to help people and is compassionate. And I think you're going to find what I love about him too, and his humor, along with his grandma helping him. <laughs> She's going to be helping so much. Oh my gosh. You're going to have fun if, working with John. <laughs> if they want humor, the comedy is extra. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> so I am so happy to have you here. I just want to thank you thank again you. for being on this show. I appreciate you greatly and I appreciate what you do. I know you're helping so many people and will continue to help so many people going forward. Thank you for having me. And the same goes for you. Continue what you do helping everyone because you're awesome. Well, thank you. I appreciate that so much. I really do. Um, I just want to say thank you, everyone. And thank you, everyone, for listening. I appreciate all of you listening. And for those of you, the next episodes, all episodes come on the first and third Tuesdays of the month. And you can go on all the different social media sites to find this. And I can't wait for all of you to join us for this one and for the next. I hope all of you have an absolutely amazing day. Thank you.